I'm Mark Adams and welcome to episode 34 of Mark's Mess Podcast. We're with my daughters, Charlotte and Catherine. Catherine, Charlotte. Charlotte and Catherine. Catherine, Charlotte. We Charlotte. usually look at the world of geekery using the alphabet as a guide, but this time, this... Charlotte. Shut up. Charlotte and Catherine. This time we're going to be looking at the world of geekery from an Irish perspective, because today that we're... We're recording is St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, um, and we'll talk a wee bit about St. Patrick's Day here. Last time we talked about uh, X, as in X Files and X-ray vision. We also mentioned a bit about uh, people who talked about Doctor Who, like Professor Allen, and we mentioned his February, and he replied to us. Yeah, February is totally a great name. It is. It is a fantastic name, and you have to realise that puns are the lowest form of wit, but the highest form of fatherhood. So uh, February, in fact, he's in Marchuary at the moment because he's continued on in March. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much, Professor Allen. We also had the lovely Sutherlands. They contacted us about our last podcast, and they said. Thanks for another exciting and excellent episode of Mark Smith's podcast. I see what you did there. We enjoyed the X-Files and X-Ray conversations, and it's always good to hear about the films you watch. We also enjoyed the charming Christopher Robin movie, and are glad your family got to see it. And your part of the world is beautiful. When you mentioned the Dark Hedges, it made me think of how many Games of Thrones fans travel thousands of miles to your area to visit the film locations. And it's true, we have got a big tourist industry based just around Game of Thrones. I'm glad some of the natural beauty of the coast and countryside are in the spotlight. Many are not as fortunate as you to have that so close. It's great that you get out and enjoy it. And we do. In fact, today, to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, we were at Port Glenone Forest, which is a forest beside a river ban, and even the dog enjoyed gambling through the mud. The mud. <laughs> Uh, so uh, that was good fun. Thank you very much. Always nice to hear from uh, our fans. Our fans? Our fan. Yay! Always, good, always nice to hear from you. We did have Gene Hendricks, who, who is from the Hammer Strikes. He replied to us about our anime. In fact, he replied to you, Catherine. If you're looking for some anime, anime? A. Anime. Family viewing recommendation. Here are a few, and he's linked us to some of uh, the posts he's put up on his page, thehammerstrikes.com. So thank you very much, Gene, uh, for that. And Catherine, who is our anime person, will be looking at those and seeing which ones she can get. The today we're not doing a letter of the geek alphabet we're going to go all Irish because today we're talking to you from St. Patrick's Day 2019 happy St. Patrick's Day how do we celebrate St. Patrick's Day we don't yeah generally I, I grew up where you know people didn't really celebrate it in Ireland it was much more of an American thing that people did but there's more and more parades now why do people in America celebrate it I think it's more to do with the amount of immigrants left Ireland during the 1800s, both before the famine and during the famine. About half the population of Ireland emigrated, and a lot of them went across the Atlantic to America. So a lot of people in America are related to Ireland in some sort of way. And we'll touch a wee bit on that 
a wee bit later on. But to celebrate all things Irish, what we're going to do, Charlotte is going to come along and bring us different Irish phrases that you can learn and you can know and you can confuse all your friends. And she'll be bringing that throughout the podcast, but also I'll be bringing you later on my favourite Irish superheroes from Marvel Comics. And you, superheroes? Yep, and you'll learn about these ones. There are a few Irish superheroes. The worst are the ones that were made to be super Irish. That is uh, an Irish superhero called Shamrock. Guess what her powers are? She's lucky. Yes, she has got luck power. Really? Yeah. Um, I have a question. Why... Are Lucky Charms that are like kind of an American serial but are associated or not associated but based on Irishness? Again, that goes back to immigrants going from Ireland to America uh, and people. Why are they in America but not here as well? Well, two two reasons. One, it's the uh, that looking back at the old homeland and makes you feel very nostalgic. We're here and we don't feel nostalgic for Ireland because we're here. If we left, we might feel a wee bit more nostalgic. And also they're rubbish. They've got marshmallows in them. Cereal with marshmallows. It's basically sugar. Yes. I always like it when there's a TV series on and they have something from Northern Ireland. I remember there used to be a detective show in the 80s called Houston. Uh, it was this... Uh, moustached detective millionaire guy who each week would have a different car and there was great excitement when he had a DeLorean and DeLoreans are made in Northern Ireland the Back to the Future car so anytime I see something Northern Irish it is fantastic the first time that I saw anything in comics about Northern Ireland was in a comic book called Crisis it was a 2000 AD offshoot 2000 AD was a British comic book, and there was a, a strip in it called Trouble Sold. Troubled, trouble, troubled souls. Why do I have such a problem saying troubled that? Souls. Troubled souls. And it was based on about somebody about my age at that time, living in Belfast, no superpowers. It was just about life in Belfast and how he got embroiled in some of the shadier sides of the Northern Irish conflict. Let's face it, the whole thing was conflict. And it was written by a guy from Belfast, Gareth Ennis. And he became quite famous. He actually emigrated to America himself. See, they all emigrate to America. Must be a nice place. He even wrote a character called The Punisher. He came to Northern Ireland. But before that, Spider-Man came to Northern Ireland. And it was a very strange comic. Web of Spider-Man number 22 was January 1987. It was set in Belfast. Peter and Joy, the magazine writer, make it to a devastated Belfast in time to be caught up in a gunfight between the British Army and a terror group, the Black Hoods. They witness one of the Black Hoods die and then make their way to their hotel. They get freshened up and then head off to investigate the real bad guys. Let's have a wee look at this comic after these first few pages. Sounds very casual. They witness one of the gang members die and go to their hotel. This is a very fast... Uh, review of it. There's a cover of it. What do you think of the cover? Very blue. Does it tell you anything that's in the comic? That it's night time. <laughs> it's night time. Well, it's not really. It's one of these stock covers that is great art. It's actually quite good art of the black suited Spider-Man swinging through uh, skyscrapers. But here's the first page. They have arrived in Belfast. What do you notice? It's not raining. <laughs> and there's no clouds in the sky. That is very rare. It's very... Looks like there's pollution and everything's wrecked. 
yeah, it's everything wrecked. Um, they even say, oh, this looks like Berlin during World War II. That's us. Well, it's not, because I lived in Belfast just after this time. It was never that bad. And they're coming along in the car, and they pass by an army van, and here are the Black Hoods. Uh, petrol bomb, good old Molotov cocktail, is Fruna, and these guys come along shooting. That is the most you get of Belfast. The guns are fairly accurate. Everybody wears brown for some reason. That is the a picture of Belfast. Let me enlarge that on the digital. Does that look like Belfast to you? It looks like New York or, Yon- or London or something. Hey, it's yeah. It's too sunny. It's too sunny. Well, actually, one of the things it's too it's too tall. Belfast is basically built in a bog, so the buildings can't be very tall or they fall down. Some of the buildings are older, like uh, assembly buildings, and BT1 or the Albert Clock have a list to them. They lean to the side, and what they say about the Albert Clock, it's got the time and the inclination. Maybe you're too young for that joke. So that that's Belfast for you. Um, it's somebody who hasn't seen Belfast before who drew it, and it shows. Yeah, but this is before the internet, where they can just type something into the internet and go, "Oh, that's what Belfast looks like." I'll draw it from that perspective. How old is this? This is from night. If you heard me at the start, yeah, you might have heard me say that this is 1987. Let's continue on with the story. Internet. They didn't have... No, they didn't have internet then. It wasn't readily... Uh, oh, so that was like, that's like nearly 20 years ago. That's over 20 years ago. It's nearly 40 years ago. Yes. Is it 40? No. 30. 30. 30. 80s, 87, 97, 07, 17. 17. So it's 32 years ago. Yeah, I did. I know, I was explaining to your sister. Maz is a mystery to her. Look, I can do Maz. One and one equals... Three. Yay! <laughs> Let's go on with the synopsis. They discover the real bad guys are Roxon Energy Corporation, which is the name of a fictional massive petroleum industrial conglomerate in the Marvel Universe, and they often are the bad guys in it. They witness the army dealing with a bomb threat at a housing development. The army are getting hassle from the public. Pete and Joy help hide a man from the army. His name is Liam, because he's Irish, who is actually hiding from the Black Hoods and not the army. The Black Hoods kidnapped his brother, and he is trying to find them and find out what happened to his brother. I thought he was hiding from the Black Hoods, so he's trying to hide while finding them. Well, the Black Hoods are probably getting trying to get him, so he's trying to hide from them while finding out what happened to his brother. Right. Peter and Joy join Liam in a pub and hear more stories about what the Black Hoods have done to Belfast. When Peter and Joy leave the pub, they are captured by the Black Hoods and taken to the boss of Roxon. He tells them that he is developing a great big gun, and he wants to sell to the bad guys, and they are helped by the British agent 003, who didn't bother writing down his name because he he dies at the end of the comic. Do you want to see the bits of the gun? So this is them in Belfast. Big big tower block that we don't have in Belfast. No way. No, because, you know, uh, it's more, there's a couple of actual tower blocks that are straight up. This is quite long, very much a New York style mm-hmm. one. They've got the army fairly well, right, from what I remember. Maybe a bit too summary. They're in the pub. They're caught. Rocks on. That is the big gun. That's a tank. It's basically a tank. Nice. 
Thanks very much. <laughs> it does this. Wham fraco. It's a fraco. That sounds like a coffee, a milky coffee. Or it sounds like a type of cow. It's a fraco. Yes, indeed. <laughs> right, back to the synopsis. The rock song guy and Agent 003 monologue quite a bit, and they leave Peter and Joy guarded by just one black hood. Liam comes along and he rescues uh, them, and Peter suggests that they split up and find uh, out more stuff about what Roxon is doing. Peter goes alone and changes into his black spidey suit. He fights some of the Black Hoods and then discovers that Joy and Liam are captured again and on the roof about to be killed, while the Roxon CEO and Agent 003 escape by helicopter. There's Fighty McFight stuff and Spidey tags a helicopter, but the Black Hoods are about to kill Joy when Liam shoots the Black Hood to save her. Liam discovers that the Black Hood he shot is... Have a guess. It's his brother. Yes, indeed. In a something shock and horror, ta-da-da, Liam shot his brother, Rory, who then dies in front of him by, and saying, it's okay, me brother, it's, it's to be sure, to be sure, it's it's fine. In fact, let me bring up the actual dialogue, because it's... Um, can I read it? Oh, you can. Have you got a good Belfast accent? I'll do it broad. Okay, you do it broad. Here, here it is. Liam finds oh. out, lifts a mask and goes, Rory! Sorry, I had to go and drop out of sight like that. But they wanted us all to <laughs> lie low until it was over. Let me, clean, <laughs> let me clean the microphone a bit. Sorry, Rory. I, I, I didn't know. Nothing to be sorry for. <laughs> it was a dumb thing to do. But the money, Liam, it was for the bleeding mummy. <laughs> I couldn't turn it down. I'm sorry. It looks like he just, he woke up in the middle of the night and then turned a really bright light on. He's just like, ugh. <laughs> it's, it's quite entertaining in its own way. Peter is angry over the deaths that have happened. He doesn't seem to have experienced this much before. And Liam has had enough of the killing. And trust me, by that time, most of us had in Northern Ireland. The helicopter is then destroyed by a shady Roxon executive as it reaches the coast. The end. As you as you can tell, I wasn't that impressed with this. Right? But there is a, a story behind the story. There's a reason this was not very good. In issue 22 issues before, there was a plot starting when they were uh, Joy and Peter were in London about an IRA terror attack at, at an airport, and they wanted to get to the bottom of it because the IRA, the provisional IRA, uh, attacked uh, civilians at an airport and a wee girl died. And in that comic, they actually describe how the Northern Irish situation came about, and they describe it in connection with Spain, and um, Britain being scared of Spain using Ireland to get there and all that. Not quite, but it probably explains it a wee bit better. My dad said about the Northern Irish situation. If you understand what's happening, you don't know what's going on. Because it's so complicated, there's so much in it. I've had friends who were killed by the IRA. I've had friends who were killed by loyalist paramilitaries. People think that it's the British against Irish, or the Republicans against the loyalists, or the Protestants against Catholics, or Unionists against uh, nationalists, but it's not. It's people who want to use violence to get to, to their ends, and people who want to use peace to get to their ends. Those are the two sides. So anybody who picks up a gun is in the opposite side of where I am. 
And I've lived my life that way. My parents taught me that way. So they published SU-20. Then the Marvel offices, in fact, the whole building Marvel offices were at, they had a bomb threat from the IRA. So the IRA were wanting to kill them or wanting to threaten them because uh, of the story. They were scared they were going to be written. Uh, in those days, the IRA got a lot of money from America. So the Marvel offices thought, well, we have to protect our own people, and quite rightly so. So they changed the story. In fact, it was one man sitting with basically Tipex overnight, filling in the thought and speech bubbles and writing in new dialogue. So it wasn't the IRA, so it became the Black Hoods. I'd love to know what the actual story was that they wanted to do. And you'll find in both of these two comics, 20, uh, 21 was a fill-in so they could get it out on time. 20 and 22 have no credits on them. It doesn't tell you who wrote it, drew it, edited it, anything like that to protect them as well. So a bit of fascinating background. There have been better stories set in Ireland, but I think that's one of the more interesting ones. One of my favourite bits is, this is back in 1986, this one, where Peter is in the hotel. The guy brings up the bags for him. He's waiting for a tip. Peter is rummaging through his pockets. He's going, darn, I don't understand this money. Is a farthing more than a shilling? What the heck is a bob? Oh, nuts. And he just hands him a load of money. It's like six coins. And the guy goes, oh, thank you, Gov. And more like that. And I can bloody well retire. I think with six coins, how bad is it there? Now, farthings, shillings and bobs were old money. Up until 1971, 16 years before this comic, there was that. And when I was born, they brought in decimalisation. Pounds and pence. Pence. Now, do you want to know how what it all means? Like two farthings equals one halfpenny. Two halfpennies is a penny. Three pennies is a threepenny bit. Two threepenny bits is a sixpence. Two sixpences is a shilling or a bob. Two bob is a florin. One florin and one sixpence is a half crown. Four half crowns is ten bob note. Two ten bob notes is one pound or 240 pennies. And one pound and one shilling is a guinea. And that's from Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman in one of their books. And you just read it out from lowest to highest. I, I did. So it's farthing... A penny. Hippenny. A penny. A threepenny bit. A sixpence. Shilling. Shilling or bob. Florin. Half a crown. Ten bob note. One pound. And then one guinea. Yeah. But uh, you wouldn't have had notes and coins for all that. Terry Pratchett then writes, The British resisted decimalisation of currency for a long time because they thought it was too complicated. They thought 100 pennies in a pound was too complicated. People actually couldn't work that out. Anyway, thank you for joining me in that bit with the the Spider-Man comic, which t- does have a special place in my heart. Shannon, Yes? Would you like to teach us some Irish lingo? Yes. Yes. Oh, is that it? Is that what you're teaching us? Yes? No. So the word you're going to learn now is I. Okay, shall we try that? I. We'll, we'll try it now. Will you do that? Aye. Okay. Aye. Aye. Okay, what does I mean? It can be supplemented for yes. So, can you use it in a sentence? Do you want a cup of tea? And the person says, yes. Okay, how would you say it in the Northern Irish brogue? Do you want a cup of tea? Aye. 
Thank you very much. I'm sure we'll, we'll all be able to use that. Amaze your friends with that. Charlotte will be along later on with a bit more. We are going to go for a break now where I will play a couple of promos for a couple of different podcasts. My brain is fried tonight. I don't know why. Uh, so we'll see you in a wee minute. Goodbye. Bye. Afternoon, everybody. Ryan! How's that baby treating you, Mr. Daly? Like Thanos, snapping his fingers at my bank account. In that case, how about a beer on the house? Sure, gotta give my mouth something to do between podcasts. Say, Ryan, I don't get how you have so much time for podcasting. Doesn't your wife want you spending time with the baby? Would you? Truth is, I think she's a little worried about how much time I'm spending with the kid, ever since his first words were Dagobah system. (laughs) Now she wants me to go out and do something mature, something productive, and most of all, something lucrative that can support the family. So you're going to... Podcast about cheers, yeah. (laughs) That kid's not going to start college for 18 years. I got time. Cheerscast, the podcast where everybody knows your name. Coming soon to the Fire and Water Network. What is Council of Geeks? Well, despite the name, it's actually just one kind of pretentious guy on YouTube who rants at camera a lot and just goes on and on about things like Doctor Who and Marvel movies and Star Wars. And I meant once the Council of Geeks podcast feed. Oh, that. Well, it kind of depends on when it is you're looking at it. What does that mean? Well, it's been a lot of things at a lot of different times. Originally, it was just longer versions of roundtable talks that uh, the guy who runs the thing used to have. It was the home of 90s comics retrial for a while. Oh, I liked that show. Yeah, but, you know, then he did Executioner's Song and it broke him, so he doesn't do that anymore either. Oh. There was Go Home Hollywood, You're Drunk. Winner of the Relatively Geeky Networks Award for Best New Podcast in 2017. Yep, that's the one. That's over too. His co-host had a kid and, well, he didn't bother ever trying to find somebody else. Oh. So what is it now? Well, at the moment, it is home to See a Space Cowboy, where he is just going back through Cowboy Bebop and uh, taking it one episode at a time, putting his thoughts up after not having seen the thing in about 15 years. Okay. Well, what will it be after he's done with that? Stick around and maybe you'll find out what's next or catch up on the old stuff. It's still there. This is a very strange promotion. Yeah, well, he's a strange guy. And we're back. Yes, we're back for the next part. Charlotte, have you got another phrase we could learn? Yes, I have. And what would that be? Um, that would be weans. 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 Sorry. Weans. Okay. Do you know what that is, Catherine? Small child. Small child. Stands for wee ones. To give it in context, look at the wee- those wee ones making a fool of themselves over there. And how would you say it in Northern Irish? Look at those weans making a fool of themselves over there. So if you've got children or nephews and nieces, you can say... Come on over here, Wayans. Or you just spot some random, or right. you, or you just spot some random children on the street. Maybe not. <laughs> no, but you don't say it to them. You say it about them. Oh, behind their back. But you can say it to them. 
I, mm. I, I've done youth work. I just say, hey, Wayans, come here. And then Wayne comes over and go, what do you want of mine? Okay, thank you very much, Charlotte. That's two we've learned. Irish superheroes are, we've touched a wee bit on them. Now, if you look up Irish superheroes on the internet, you'll find people like Captain America who aren't actually from Ireland. And that brings me to another thing. We here in Ireland think it odd that Americans go, I'm Irish. We do not mean to offend any Americans in this podcast. I understand that if you've got ancestors, you've got a parent, grandparent, great-grandparent from Ireland, that you've got an affinity with this place here. And it is a great place, but when I talk about somebody who's Irish, I mean somebody actually from Ireland. It's a great wee place. It's a great wee place. You have to put we in front of every, what is that, adjective? Every noun? Verb. Every verb? Is no, it doing word? Noun. 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 You have to put we in front of every noun, like a wee cup of tea. Doesn't mean it doesn't matter how big the cup is, it has to be a wee cup of tea. Would you like a wee cup of tea there? And no. that type of thing. Uh, or would you like a wee bun? We're gonna look at one of my favourite superhero teams from Ireland. And there's only really one. This ha- this appeared in issue 43 of Marvel Comics Presents. Marvel Comics Presents was an anthology of different superhero stories. You would have a Wolverine story and then you have three other stories. And one would be a single issue or only appear in that issue. It wouldn't be a part, different parts in it. And that's where I learned about Union Jack. It's where I learned about other heroes like Arabian Knight. And this story had an Irish superhero called Siren. Siren was the daughter of Banshee. And both of them had sound powers. They were able to scream loud enough to make them fly and punch people. Punch people with your scream? What? Punch people with your scream. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I don't understand it. It's uh, comic book science. So this superhero team was called the Kinsmen, and it was Ireland's answer to the Avengers. And it consisted of several members. There was Wee One, who is this guy here, who is a leprechaun. Of course he is, to be sure. He was the leader of the team and had pe- was able to fly. I think he was strong and had pixie powers. Hard to know because this was a very short story. Second person in the team was called Boulder. Sorry, he had pixie powers? What? He had pixie dust. What, what comes under pixie dust? Sorry. Uh, it, basically, he uses it in this story to throw into Siren's face to blind her so she can't see. So that that's about it. I want myself some pixie dust. I, I Okay. I think any dust would do. Not to blind people, just I like the sound of that. Okay, I'll get I'll get you pixie dust. Let me scrape some skin cells off. The next character was Boulder. Boulder is just an ordinary man who once rescued Wee One, and Wee One gave him a stone. And when he rolls the stone away from himself, the stone grows into a boulder. That's it. That's his power. Some fancy power right there. But I don't know if it gathers moss or not. Next one is Highlander. Highlander is a living Irish soil. He has got very limited brain power. He he speaks very much like the the classic Hulk. Yo, you me escape not that type of thing. Third person as well. Things like that. So he's just basically soil. The next one is Rapscallion, which is a great name. He is the cruelest bouncer in Ireland. He's basically just a guy who fights a lot. Then there is Dyke, who is the last Nerid, a water nymph. 
and she's all that stands between the, this dimension and one that is made of water. And her body is made of water and she can use her body to drown people. Then there's Teleplex, who is able to... He's a mutant with a power to monitor situations. I thought you were going to say Teletubbies. Not a Teletubby, although that might be a, a better one. So he can monitor a situation from any angle, from a distance, and put it onto different monitors. And then Mr. McFadden. Uh, I know a few McFaddens. Yeah, I know a few McFaddens. He's the man behind the kinsman. He works for the Irish government. A really good story, and it's one that's a fan favourite and worth seeking down from Marvel Comics Presents number 43. So, that is my choice of the best Irish heroes. Charlotte, have you got a last word for us to learn? I have. What is that word? Creator. Sorry, say that again. Creator. Creator or creator? Creator. Okay, you're going to have to put this into context for us. Like, instead of saying the wee dog is sleeping in bed, I would say the, say, the wee creator sleeping <laughs> The wee creator sleeping in bed. So, wee creator is what? Creature. An animal. Like an animal. Like your dog. Your dog. If you've got a dog, or would a cat do? I think it's more a dog. More of a dog. If you've got a dog, you can call a wee critter. Would you oh, look at the wee critter? Like that. You can't pronounce T's. Look at the wee critter. You're, you're confused. So let's revise those three words. Remember, the, you people at home, you can say these with us. Charlotte, what was our first word? I. Which means yes. Our second word is? Oyen. Which means child. Our third word is? Creator. Which means small dog. So thank you very much for that. I'm sure the world will be now be speaking these words as if they're native. Can I just say, our wee critter is sleeping in bed, and yeah. it's very cute. Yes, our wee critter is busy snoring and farting in his bed. Anyway, next time on an all-new episode of Mark's Mess Podcast, what will we do be dealing with? We will be dealing with... Why? Because that's what we do in a podcast. Why? Because that's what we do. Yes, uh, we'll be dealing with the geek letter Y. Because... <laughs> this is not an Abbott Costello sketch. Okay, we need to do this. This has been a Mark's Mess podcast brought to you by everything Irish of geekery. All characters are property of their owners and not us. You can contact us by email at mymarksmess at gmail.com On Twitter at Mark's Mess Podcast without the T. <laughs> on our web page at marksmesspodcast.blogspot.com and on our Facebook page Mark's Mess Podcast. And thanks to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for the title music. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 May your podcast be downloaded before your data runs out. This is just a wee extra bit of spoilers because Charlotte and I saw the Captain Marvel movie uh, about a week ago. Uh, so this is a spoiler section. We're just going to spoil everything for you. So if you don't want to hear this, it's okay. There's nothing else after this. So just uh, enjoy it. So Charlotte, what did you think? I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Like, give me your three best things about it. Goose. 
Can I just say about Goose? I could have done without Goose. It's not that I didn't like Goose. I just thought Goose was on, you know, wasn't really that necessary. The fact that the evil people weren't the evil people. Right, the scrolls didn't turn out to be the bad guys. In the comic books, scrolls are generally bad guys, but there's been a few we've got to get to know. I like the fact that they weren't totally evil. So it was nice that the main guys, the main scrolls weren't really bad, bad guys. I thought it was nice that there was a backstory to them more than sometimes we read in the comics. Interesting. It seemed to be that, you know, this was, these were the last of the scrolls. Because their planet had been devastated somehow. Cause, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Anyway, carry on. I like the fact that the wee girl got to choose what colour her suit was. Oh, yes. I thought that was a stupid bit. I really did. Uh, I like the fact she got to choose the way she chose and knew exactly what to press was a bit silly. Monica Rambo, Rambo, Rambi, whatever it is, she is my Captain Marvel. And when I saw the wee girl and her hair, I thought, yep, this is her. I loved that bit of it. I loved those bits that were not. Now, was the actor's hair real hair or was it a wig? Because if it was real hair, that's some keeping. That's okay. I, I, I have no idea. I'm not the one to talk to about hair. <laughs> that's a cruel laughter. <laughs> Another thing I liked about it was the fact that there were no uh, sexy shots. I brought my daughter to a movie of um, a woman who didn't have to take any of her clothes off to show how great she was. I've been annoyed with movies like that for a long time. Even Wonder Woman, although, you know, in the comics, her, her suit is a lot of skin, but also fighting in high heels. That To me, that doesn't yeah. seem realistic. So that the idea that Captain Marvel came along, I loved the bit on the ship where she hasn't got her boots on and she was running like somebody who's running without boots on. Yeah, and then she goes back for the boots. Yes, of course she would. I'd go back for my boots. Right, so... There's been a lot of talk about this being especially good for a good role model for girls. You've seen all the Marvel movies up to now. Was this Mm -hmm. different for you? Not really. So you can look up to Captain America as much as Captain Marvel? Yeah. Uh, That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, There were bits in it where she, when she was younger, she was told, you can't do that. You can't do that. I, I... identified with that as much as you know anyone else what were you told you couldn't do i was told by not necessary i've told by one teacher there was a lot of things i couldn't do like what like spell (laughs) (laughs) that type of thing instead of being encouraged to do i was told no you're rubbish at that i was told by bullies brought down by bullies and that's why when i do some education and uh, something like that now I feel so proud of myself that I'm able to stand up. We fall but to rise again is an old saying from a Zenith comic. And higher, further, faster. Higher, further, faster, indeed. So, would you recommend this as a standalone movie to anyone? Yes. What does standalone mean? (laughs) Uh, Separate from any other movies. Yes. And what about as part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yes. What about our man Coulson? What did you think of him? I thought it was quite good. Right. I thought we looked weird with hair. It, it, they didn't give him too much hair. It wasn't, like, too much. No. 
No, it wasn't at all. Any last things about it? The first end credit scene was very good. That was tied into uh, Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yes, and there was a wee bit of her in the the new Endgame uh, trailer. I've been reading up on my Marvel theories. Oh, and no. It's theorised that... Theorised? <laughs> it's... What, what should I say? Theorised that, um, you know, the way... Thor summons his hammer very or his what's it called world no Stormbreaker. I was gonna say world killer, but that's different girl. It's called Stormbreaker, and he summoned it very close to her head. It was to see if she would flinch, but just to just in case it was Loki. That's what I've read. because okay. he does that in because he does that in Ragnarok. Yeah, there'll be lots of theories. I'm not going to comment on any of them. I'm looking forward to it. The fact it's only weeks away. And then we'll look forward to that. And then we'll look forward to Spider-Man. Thank you very much for listening. And if you watch Captain Marvel, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Bye. Bye.